The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. of being the woman who was defeated by Belair this year at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. Think about the win. Oh! oh grief. Over the top of the drop kick out of nowhere is Asuka. Asuka looking for a two for one. Oh! Asuka, a one-woman wrecking crew. Asuka targeting Belair, now one for Lynch. Stiff kicks to the chest of both opponents. Oh, turning over those tie kicks. Striking at will. Now focus now on Becky Lynch. Hip attack in the corner. Belair, <laughs> I believe, wanted contact with both women who were down. Both Asuka and Lynch able to avoid it. Oh. And a kick right on the temple of the champion. Devastating shot from Asuka. Asuka gets caught by Belair, who's looking for the hip attack. Trying to roll forward, and Bianca Belair having none of it. It is superhuman power. Face first goes Asuka into the top turnbuckle. Once again, thinking KOD, but taking her eyes off Becky Lynch. Now Lynch all alone with Asuka. Lynch with the man and hit the slam. slam. I think MVP, did he just tag himself in? Oh. He said one more. The almighty being decimated in the opposing turnbuckle. Now MVP is legal. MVP wants to get some now on the almighty. Ready to pick up speed. Oh, oh what a boot. Sending Lashley all the way to the outside. Made to Omos now. Oh, look God. at the speed. Oh, oh that the is speed. Oh, oh, oh my God. Lashley isn't getting up. Motionless in the timekeeper's area. Trying to fire himself Ooh. back up. Another knee to the chin. Now Ezekiel becoming unglued here. Ezekiel's version of Say My Name. What's my name? have not seen this level of intensity out of Ezekiel. There's on the shoulders of Owens. Oh, the kick off. counter. I, I mean, I, I dare say that Ezekiel's showing a lot more fire than even Elias ever did. Ezekiel, boom! Oh, splash Big in the air from Ezekiel. Can he follow it up? Finally finish Kevin Owens. 
Owens. Get him out of there. Owens being held up by the ropes, basically. Nobody home. Owens now. Oh. Spine buster. Cover. To the cover. Oh. Losing control early as a Chaos from the start. And a showdown in Chi-Town. I can't say that I'm surprised. Three on three, bro. Oh, the stomp. Balor. Finn Balor. Bringing the fight in. Styles, Morgan, and Balor standing strong in the ring. Only one left for the Judgment Day is Rhea Ripley. The eradicator of the group. And whoa! Straight into oh, Hamilton Rana. Good tag team continuity here in the early going. Showing no fear of the Judgment Day tonight. Tremendous impact in the corner. As you said, oh. Corey. Morgan's got a little pep in her step tonight. Getting new friends might be the key. Oh, oh, oh damn. She ran right into the forehead. He was taking advantage of Rhea Ripley on the outside, right into the Hurricane Rana, but no! Strength of Ripley. Oh, oh counter! Shoulders down! Kick out just in time for Maria. Rhea Ripley rocked. Morgan now with it. Oh, for a crucifix. Oh, oh driver! Back! One, two! Oh, oh man! Tremendous offense from Liv Morgan. Digging deep into the playbook is what Morgan's doing. And needs to keep her foot on the gas pedal. Got Ripley reeling for the moment. Liv Morgan was the one test for Rhea Ripley. Half and half suplex. That could do it. Submitted her not once but twice. Now looking to finish her to prove her loyalty to the Judgment Day. Trying to hoist up Liv Morgan. Outrageous oh. power by Rhea. After the embarrassment and humiliation that oh, Owen has put him through. Madcap wearing out Corbin. Did you hear that? And again to the spine. Woo! Corbin just trying to get out of harm's way. And now Madcap beat the hell out of Corbin in the corner. Madcap is teeing off and fired up. And a plenty face first, Corbin out of the chair. Covered by Madcap. Is it enough in a kick out? Ali made the, whoa. Picking up speed is Ali. Creative offense again. into the corner, one step quicker. Oh, in theory. On the outside in, no! Oh. Delivered by Mustafa Ali, who is feeling the momentum shift. And this is what Theory wanted to avoid, allowing Chicago to get behind their hometown hero. Theory wants to make this about strength, oh. about athleticism, about physical ability, because that's what he has. So far, Mustafa Ali on offense throughout most of this match. Ali thinking something high risk here is Theory trying to fight out. Oh! Uh, may have hurt that yeah. left knee! That may have finished the job with the collision.
said less than 100%, 50 would be lucky. No way Rhodes is going to pull this off. With one arm and one good tech, it's not enough. I'm sure Cody Rhodes knows what he has to do. Unfortunately, his body just won't allow him to execute. Here it is. Whoa! Oh, oh. Super kick right on the temple. Rhodes is down. Rollins once again ripping control of this matchup away. And thinking powerbomb. Oh, no. Voice and loaded. Right through the table goes Cody Rhodes. That's got to do it. That has got to be it. Just end this damn Redemption. thing. Redemption. One, two, oh, why, how?
people, this is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
everyone and welcome to the PWC Hell in a Cell Review Show. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host is back once again, Evil Dose, Jeff Littman. Welcome to the Hell in a Cell Review Show. How's things, man? What's happening? This has been a week of, wow, it's, wrestling's been like a mash unit. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, before we continue on, I was supposed to have a third guest. Yeah, where's the sex appeal? I I don't know, maybe he's fallen asleep, man. If he has, that's not sexy. That's not sexy at all. But hopefully he does appear and hopefully we can bring him into the show. But we'll see, Jeff, we'll see. Maybe maybe it's a little bit late for sexy time. Maybe, maybe it is a bit too late for sexy time. Or did Cody put him to sleep? I don't know, Jeff. No, definitely, definitely, that's not what happened. <laughs> well, speaking of Cody, is he fucking crazy or what, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, listen, people can say what they want about Cody. I've said what I want about Cody, but nobody can't call him double tough tonight after tonight. Wow, boy! And and, and by the way, hats off to Seth too, because you know this is a collaborative effort, and he had to do things to work around it as well, and you know they they made that shit work. Dude, I, I can't believe it. I, I still can't believe that he actually went through that shit, man. Like, the fact that he would actually do that and put himself through that shit, to me, is just crazy, man. I mean, if you look by the end of the match, you could see he was getting, like, new sort of, uh, yeah, like, it was, he was like bleeding even more. Like, and it was just even getting more bright red. Right, it's like the capillaries that burst had bursted again, and like blood was seeping out of his skin. Yeah, I mean, that was an ugly bruise, and you know, if anyone thinks it was makeup, I mean, who would think that a torn peck would would cause bruising all through the inside of your arm? Nobody would think that, or or you know, maybe you'd have to be a you know a sports doctor to to think of that. Um, But like that to that extent, no. So. Man, that shit was not fucking fake, and that shit was not makeup. Actually, Jeff, you know what's funny, man? I don't know if you saw on Twitter and whatnot, and just in social media in general, but there was people out there that was actually thinking that he's fake, dude, and that was all makeup. We, we, we have seen WWE's makeup department before. They're not that good. <laughs> Nowhere near that fucking good, dude. No. Nowhere near that. And then... You know, in all fairness, I, I don't think most movie studios have them, you know, would have makeup that good because I, I don't think anyone would conceive that a torn pack actually does that. You know, that goes all the way down to the interior of your arm and, and you know, basically the bruise like the size of Minnesota on his chest. Oh, you know, shit. That was some crazy ass shit. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit froggy though because I, I went 11 and 13 this weekend uh, and. And one of my picks was was a, a known long shot pick, so you know it's still a loss, but still eleven out of thirteen, feeling pretty 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 skippy. You know what? I didn't realize, and we didn't talk about it on our predictions, but I didn't realize it was a theory versus Mustafa Ali match. Yep, that's ah. that was my long shot pick. That's the one. That's one of the ones I got wrong. I mean, I knew that. I just figured that that. Uh, Ali wasn't getting punished for for nothing, and you know I figured that it, that there was a pretty good chance that Thier would win the belt back tomorrow night. But no, you know, I, I, you know, I release Ali sh- should start tomorrow because 
<laughs> they've shown what he's worth. He was nobody was even cheering for him in Chicago, his hometown. Bye bye, bye bye. You're useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless, man. But um, I mean, wh- where do we go from here with Cody? Actually, Jeff. I mean, surely he's going to be out for a while now, right? It's a good time to introduce his younger brother, Colby. <laughs> I have, I have no idea. I, 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 I couldn't possibly begin to tell you. I mean, you know, first we have to have some ideas to how long he's out for and, and if he did any further damage to himself. But I mean, oh, he I would say the most. Yeah, but if he needs surgery, uh, you know, or even if he doesn't, I, I would think that that's still. Uh, you know, a 10 weeks of rest, if it's surgery, it's longer. So to be continued, I, I don't know what to say. I don't have an answer for you. <coughs> Excuse me. Jesus. Um, yeah, well, no, Jeff. Yeah, I don't know if Jeff, not right. Jesus. Jeff. Oh, true. Jeff. Sorry. You're, you're, you're God pretty much. But, um, yeah, look, I don't know, man. Uh, uh do you think he appears on Raw tomorrow night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he does. Um, you know what? Okay. What's that, Jim? Let, let, let's play a little bit of kooky fantasy booking. <laughs> let's go with the numerology thing. And let's say he comes okay. out and he cuts his promo, and he, he's got the ball-peen hammer, and he's still in, they still have the hell in the cell as a backdrop or whatever. And then Bray comes back remembering the, the side of his, of, his, of his disaster, and, and he's targeting Cody. But Seth, who they desperately want to make a face anyway, and God knows we don't want him to be healing. He steps out and says, no, 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 man. I may not like this guy, but he gave it all last night, and I respect him. And, Bray, you remember last time that, that you and I were in a hell in a cell. So, Cody Rhodes, I got no problem with you anymore. You got my respect. <laughs> hand, over that, hand over that hammer. And then Cody can take <laughs> his time off, and you go straight into Seth, Seth Bray Wyatt 2.0. That's, well, that's what I would do if possible. Otherwise... I don't have a freaking clue what you do with it. You, you give him a promo and he sets off into the sunset saying, just tell him he accomplished the first part of his mission, but he's nowhere near done. And, you know, he's going to get himself healed up, but they're going to see him soon and he'll be watching everything that's going on. I, I don't know it's, what else to say. It's nuts, dude. I mean, I, I still can't believe it, man. But uh, look, oh, people were even thinking that Bray Wyatt could possibly appear on... Um, on this show tonight, like during the main right. event. And I thought maybe, just maybe, he did say 666, right? I mean, or something like that's that on tomorrow. Twitter. Well, that's right. tomorrow, but I mean, for you, it is tomorrow, but. Exactly, he, that's true. But he but he could do a video or when Seth was holding the ball peen hammer in the hell in the cell, that would have been a good time for the lights to go out and everyone think he comes out. And when the lights come back on, he's not there, but you know, Cody, you know, gets the cowbell and, clock Seth over the hell. I, I mean, that would have been a, a easy way to end it, um, but they didn't go for the easy way. Um, listen, I don't know if Bray is coming back or not, but I hope he is. I, I appear to be in the minority on that. Most people seem to be like, I don't care. I did like the spooky shit. You don't like the spooky shit. All of you, you every time the Undertaker comes around, you bow to him and, and Kane. Shut up with the spooky. What you don't like is is they had him lose five matches where he needed to win at least four of them. Spot That's on. That's yeah, yeah. like, and and probably some of the goo stuff with Randy Orton. But you know what? That would have been forgotten if he won his Inferno match. Well, speaking of Orton, is he legitimately injured? Is 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 that what's going on with with Orton? Pretty much. 
Yeah, but I don't think that it's. I mean, I think that Orange is like just like a you know a bad back, and you know he just needs some rest. I don't. I don't think it's you know injury, injury. Well, as far as Bray Wyatt goes, I do think he'll be he'll be back in WWE. I, I just that's my feeling, and I just think they gave him time time off pretty much Who without actually renewing. Sorry. Who else can pay him? Well, apparently he's asking for a lot of money, so I don't know what range we're talking here. I don't know if it's a couple of mil, maybe three, but uh, whatever, well, he turned man. down the three to he apparently he turned down the three million dollar a year deal. So I, I imagine he's still asking something like that. I mean, yes, I I know that Tony Khan can pay it, whether Pervez Khan will or not, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, how much more money is Tony Khan willing to spend on um, on getting no change? That's true. Good point, man. Well, we'll get back to Cody later on in the in the coverage. But um, we kick off the night with Asuka versus Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And you know what, man? I actually enjoyed this matchup. It was a pretty good back-and-forth matchup. I actually felt like Asuka was the star of this match in many ways. But, she um, absolutely was. She was the star. She was the most valuable player. Absolutely, and people were saying that she was sucking in this match, which drives me nuts, man. I'm thinking, how do how do you say she was sucking in this match? I don't I don't get it, but it is what it is. We basically um, end the match with a glam slam into the turnbuckles. Lynch cuts her off and grabs Oscar. Manhandle slam. Belair breaks it up and throws Becky out of the ring, and then Bianca Belair wins by pinfall with a lateral press on Oscar to retain the WWE Raw Women's Championship in a fun matchup, Jeff. Yeah, I thought it was a good matchup. It was a lot, a lot of action, a lot of carousel moves. Um, you know, Oscar made a bunch of saves in there, so she was she was playing the role of uh, Daniel Bryan in the WrestleMania match a couple of years back. Um, yeah, it was good, and and Bianca, you know, eked out uh, a heel win. You know, she she would have won the way Becky was trying to win. So I I, I thought it was great. Um, you know, uh, Becky, you know, is gonna you know. You know, didn't get pinned, so she's still gonna have a claim to it, and you know, Asuka still be lingering around. But you know, Bianca, I think, solidified herself. If there was ever any doubt that she belongs in the top tier, I, I don't really think that there really was. But I, I've been hearing people say, "What's she done this champion? She's a boring <laughs> champion. She hasn't done anything." What do you mean? What, what does she do except win matches and look like a champion and carry herself well? I mean, you know, I, I don't know what they're talking about, but. Um, Anyway, I, I think that there's no doubt that she has solidified herself for the next five to ten years in, in the upper echelon of, of women's division wrestling. No doubt about it, man. I agree with you 100%. Um, I'll give this match a good solid three and a half to four stars, actually. Probably four star, actually, if I had to give it out of five. What would you give this? What sort of star rating would you give it, Jeff? I'm really a star rating guy. I mean, I just go by whether I like a show on the whole, but um, I'd probably give it three and three quarters. I mean, I think it was more of a of a spot. I, I don't mean spot like yeah, the way. Well, no, you're right. It was. There was plenty of spots, sort of shall we say. Yeah, it was sort of a gimmick match. It was like a sort of a who can get over on the other, you know, who's in the, the right place at the right time, who's the wrong place at the wrong time. So, you know, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I don't think three and three quarters is bad, but I mean, I think a, I think a 
fatal three-way has to be special to, to do better than that. Like the Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, WrestleMania main event of a couple of WrestleManias ago, which, which I thought was a spectacular match. But, oh, absolutely spectacular. It was a brilliant match. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, it was a fun match to start the evening. Um, I did miss a match, funny enough, later on, but I shouldn't have. Well, I hope it was the Mad Cat Moss, Baron Corbin one for your sake. Nah, unfortunately, it was the AJ Styles match, so you're going to have to sort of take the lead. I don't even know who won that match. Who actually even won that matchup? Judgment Day. Okay, typical. All right. I think we we predicted that anyway. But uh, anyway, we get a long video package about how dominant the bloodline is. Backstage, Omos and Montel Vontanius Porter... MVP, a backstage talking strategy when Cedric Alexander rolls up to try and insert himself into their business. MVP tells him the hurt business is done and will never come back and they've done being associates. And then we move on to actually Bobby Lashley versus Montel Vontanius Porter and Omos in a handicap match. Hold on, are you just going to skip over MVP's rap? Oh, well, I forgot. That's right, he did have a rap song and I knew he was a rapper. And they played it right before the matchup. It was, it it was, was like a video. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, no. I mean, it wasn't as funny as, as the acclaim, but it was good. It was good, yeah. I liked it. Hey, man, he can bust, dude. He can definitely bust. And uh, I can vouch for MVP, no doubt about it. But, um, well, I mean, listen, then. If you can if you can vouch for the streets of Melbourne, then hey. Hey, you don't fuck around with the streets of Melbourne, bro. I'm telling yeah, you. The streets of Melbourne. <laughs> the mean streets of Melbourne. They don't call it Burn City for nothing, Jeff. Damn right they don't. <laughs> anyway, as we get into the matchup, word we get word word not just to your mother, but just word to everybody. Word to your uh, email. <laughs> word to the kangaroos too. Uh, anyway, Lashley takes care of Omos towards the end of the matchup, and then Lashley sidesteps the drive by. Then he applies the hurt lock. And it's simply just over, Jeff, and Lashley gets the win over Montel, Von Tanius Porter, and Omos. And nobody um, believed in Smashley but me. Did I, did I fucking pick fucking Lashley? I can't even remember, Jeff. I, all I know is that I fucking picked Lashley. But <laughs> as soon as I saw them tell Cedric to move on in the beginning, I knew that I was, that I was right, that Cedric was going to insinuate himself into the match somehow uh, you know so yeah this this is great lashley's great i love that he took uh the someone had a raw championship replica belt in the audience and they took that and he <laughs> was strolling around because i was like he's the guy they, you, he he he's he's the top guy and now that cody is hurt i don't know if that was you know part of it or not part of the motivation or that would have happened anyway or if that was spur of the moment but whatever they, they need that top guy that looks like a superstar he's a top guy that looks like a superstar and he looks like someone who can go toe-to-toe with Roman and beat him. I agree, absolutely. But will they do that? I don't know. I mean, I they love... They better his, fucking do it. They better fucking do it. I love the start, man, of his intro with the sort of those Roman colossal sort of drums there. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and then they've the got the, fucking, like the bassoons or the, the... Yeah, yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. I, Look, I will say one thing about... And then boom. It's not the same one. Use your imagination. Nah, but it's a cool presentation though, Jeff. I really dig it. And they, you know, they tweak it just by little by little. They make it even better. Even the fact that he's coming 
sort of uh, on that little platform, whatever he's doing there, and just posing and shit. He's a fucking specimen, Jeff. He's a trophy. And, yeah, well, I mean, you could make the perfect trophy out of Lashley, dude, for real. He's pretty perfect, yes. I, I am. <laughs> uh, is he perfect to the point of Kenny to, to Kote Bushi? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Would you be the Kenny to Kote Bushi, Jeff? I don't know that I can love that deeply. <laughs> I don't know that I'm capable of that kind of emotion. Oh, fucking hell. Because you do love Lashley, dude. I mean, I you really do. I mean, the love is very strong. I see it, dude. I see it. But you know what? I love him, too. He's a fucking beast, man. And I want him to actually push him to another title reign, no doubt about it. But I get that three P. And I, and I love that uh, MVP in the song references his blonde wife. Oh, man. Well, let's get back to it anyway. Post-match. Okay, Jimmy. Well, post-match, we get Bob celebrating with the crowd, briefly taking the fans' replica title and holding it high, basically telling the higher-ups, give I just me say my this? title back. Yeah, you did. Are you not I'm listening to me again? I am listening. I'm You're just like saying. You're like script. Just saying. No, because I'm reading. Yeah, well, yeah. You know exactly. you are? You're a WWE superstar. You are married to the script. <laughs> See? I'm good, dude. Speaking of scripts, we get Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens next. And uh, you know what, man? This is a bit of a bruising matchup. Yeah. Ezekiel got a bruise. He got a, a cut, cut to the old temple there. You all right? What do you got there? That's true. Sorry, I'm drinking water, man. Oh, nice. But anyway... Ezekiel gets busted shine. open. Yeah. Ezekiel, no, it's just water. But uh, don't throw me off, Jeff. Ezekiel gets busted open. KO uh, striking at him and roaring about how he's Elias before grabbing a reverse chin lock. So stupid. Stro- it doesn't even look like Elias. It, I mean, if I didn't know they Jeff, were brothers, I wouldn't notice anything. Jeff, it's Elias, man. How can you not see it, you? man? It, I mean, there's like a little bit of you, a resemblance. Man? Oh, no, 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 man! I'm telling you, man. That's that's got to be Elias, dude. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's I see what Kevin Aaron Owens sees. <laughs> well, there was rumor that Aaron Stevens could possibly come back and actually play that role, but uh, I want Elias I, I, to play Elias. You know what I'm saying? Well, he might. He's just doing something else. He's on walkabout. He's probably around Melbourne now. Well, he well. He, I've been walking with Elias in Melbourne before, Jeff. I I'm walk sure with Elias. Have. Just because you did it once doesn't mean he's going to do it with you the, every time. <laughs> he's been all over the world, Jeff. He walks everywhere. Maybe he's walking Including... with your friends who leave their phones in your car. Yeah, absolutely, they do. But um, anyway, back to the match. I'm not even going to call call him Ezekiel anymore from now on, Jeff. Well, what are you because... going to call him, Zeke? No, I'm going to call him Elias. Because he's a liar, Jeff. Just like you're, just like Kevin Owens says. He's a fucking weird. liar, Jeff. It's not fucking Ezekiel. It's you're not a Zeke. No, you're, you're a, a weirdo. weirdo. No. You're a weirdo. No, no, no. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's Elias. Anyway, speaking of Elias. I'm sorry, audience. Eli- yeah. I, I no, apologize. I, it, you My co has clearly lost his mind. <sighs> wow. No, I apologize for my co-host losing his mind because clearly he can't see properly. But cuckoo, cuckoo, Yeah, no, no, you're the cuckoo, bro. But uh, 
Anyway, Elias takes a reverse chin lock, striking away, and then gets a tornado TDT for two almonds up top, Senton Atomico. The knees are up. The knees are up, and Elias comes back with a comeback spine buster. I said Elias. For two. As Kevin Owens cuts the rally off. You're going to be really embarrassed when his brothers Elijah and Enoch show up also. Oh, my God. Enoch and Elijah. Wow. Mm -hmm. We're going to get the four apostles soon, too. Or the 12. I don't know. How many names start with an E? Wow. There's Edward. Well, I mean, that's not really He's not part of that crew, though. But anyway. Well, anyway. Kevin Owens cuts off the rally with a cannonball in the corner. Sets him up. Kevin Owens wins by pinfall via a stunner. And uh, you know what, man? I was surprised that KO got the win for some reason. Well, I thought Elias might have won. But I predicted it, so I'm, I wasn't surprised. Honestly, I don't remember who I picked in this. I really don't. But um, hopefully saying, I picked Owens. That. No, no, you absolutely, you absolutely picked Ezekiel. No, 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 no. I would have picked Elias. I, he wasn't even in the match. Unbelievable. Can someone tell sure this guy? I'm, I'm pretty sure he got tell. released. <laughs> no, he hasn't. Yeah. Show me proof. Proof or you're like, lying. Like like two like two bus flips ago, I'm pretty sure. Him and Dr. Aman at the same time. No, Dr. Aman, right? Ah. But no, Elias is still part of the company. As a matter of fact, we saw him in Hell in a Cell, all right? And he lost. I didn't. What was he in the audience? Did he buy a ticket? No, no, no. He was in the middle of the ring with Kevin Owens, Jeff. Please, you need to see your fucking psych, bro. Straight up. This was not a triple threat. There were only two competitors. (laughs) Kevin Owens. I didn't say all three people. (laughs) You're, you're not. No, no, no. Seriously, I'm concerned about you now, Jeff. Really bad. The ref announced Ezekiel. The big jumbotron said Ezekiel. Everyone said Ezekiel. Seriously, Jeff. It's a conspiracy. Anyway, enough of to talking about... To what end? To what end? <sighs> when are you going to learn? Seriously, Jeff, when? You're when a are you work. Learn? No, no, no. Ezekiel's a work. All right? It's Elias. Anyway, let's move on to the next matchup. Between AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan versus Judgment Day in Damien Priest, Edge, and Rhea Ripley in a mixed tag team match. Like I said, I went and took a shit by this point, Jeff, and I came back and the match was finished. So, uh, <laughs> which I'm kind of uh, disappointed uh, yeah, about. Say because... no more about the subject. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, dude. I mean, anyway, you, was this match good? Of time, you could have found eight other e-biblical names. I know, but fuck, I tried, man. But was this a good matchup, at least? Emmanuel. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, it wasn't a good match, but it wasn't a bad match. It was okay. I oh, mean, mixed good. tag matches are never particularly good. This this was. Oh, wait, before you continue, let me guess: Did Liv Morgan take the pin? In fact, she did not. Um, oh, next guess. Finn Balor, one hundred percent. Right, one hundred percent. So what, what what happened was, I mean, it was a pretty typical match. Um, the, the faces were actually in control most of the time. Um. So Finn was going to do the coup de gras on um, Edge, and Rhea walked in and stood in his path. You know, once again oh. saying, "If you want to get to him, you have to go through me." And Finn, of course, being the gentleman, would not. Um, 
live, you know, basically knocked um, Rhea out of the, the the ring, but that gave Edge enough time to uh, get his feet beneath him, and he got himself to the corner. Uh, while Finn tried to do the coup de gras anyway, missed it, and when he gave, came up, he walked into a spear. That was the end. One, two, three. No, no new member of Judgment Day. No, no uh, big baddie Dijak joining the group. Uh, you know, <laughs> big no, daddy Dijak. No Champa. No Finn Balor turn. I, I still don't understand why people. Champa is too much of a midget to be part of this crew, dude. Well, I mean. Also, when you have, I mean, I know the WWE doesn't make any sense, but when you have a faction and it's led by a 49-year-old and the other, <laughs> the next younger guy is 38, yeah, he's sort of new to WWE, but he's 38. I mean, you don't bring in a 41-year-old in the faction also. <laughs> I mean, you, you bring a younger person to elevate them, someone someone who benefits from being in the faction. You don't, you don't even, I mean, I know the Finn used to be the demon, but I think he's been the demon what like once in the last three or four years and he publicly yeah, stated he he hates it i don't think he well he doesn't say he hates it but he does he say it gets makeup. annoying yeah the makeup exactly he that's hates what I was the length say. of time doing the makeup that's what bothers him and that's why he just can't be bothered these days doing well, that he, actually he also doesn't wrestle any different so uh, i mean so it, the only no, difference is typical, the makeup typical no you're right and it does bring a different type of mystique though I mean, it's mm-hmm. like it's like an AW when you got the sports entertainers against the professional wrestlers, oh. and they wrestle the same way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the difference is anymore, Jeff. It's it's almost like there isn't one. It's almost like it's artificial. Oh, oh well, there you go, there you go. Well, at least since you mentioned younger ones and Judgment Day in the same breath, at least Rhea Ripley. And I don't think people realize is Rhea Ripley still only twenty three years old. I think is she twenty? I thought she was twenty five, but yeah, she's very young, and it, it's fine. They 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 are calling uh, Damien Priest punishment, Damien Priest. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's cool. I like it. I like that throwback. Oh, it's a good know. nod. It's a good nod. Yeah, I don't know if they're called. They call, sometimes they call Rhea something, but honestly, I they didn't say it enough, and I couldn't make out the word. Oh, you're right, by the way, Jeff. She's 25, and she's born on my birthday on the 11th of October. Now I like her even more. Mm, wow. wow. It's like kismet. It's like faith. What do you think? Even, uh, like Matt Cat Moss. even Matt Cat Moss is born on my birthday too. But I didn't wow. know Rhea Ripley was. But uh, yeah, 25. Sorry, I was wrong by two years. But still, she's young, man. Yep. Well, uh, on my Facebook, uh, apparently she's in a relationship now, so you missed your chance. And apparently she's with uh, Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews, whatever you want to call him. She was actually at Double for, no- uh, Double for Nothing, Double or Nothing last week, actually. As a matter of fact, she turned up with Buddy Matthews. Yeah, okay. That's nice. Well, they're both Aussies, right? I mean, they're, they're oh, in the yeah. same career. They both like to work out. I mean, you know, makes, makes sense. sense. Oh, wasn't Buddy Matthews with Alexa Bliss at some point yes, also? Yes, they were engaged, in fact. Okay, so so Buddy's sort of like you know he's sort of like a slot. <laughs> oh fuck! I guess he is. Well, do you blame I'm a, everyone? Fucking oh. absolutely creams over him. The commentators cream over his body. I guess the females cream over him too. He's I been mean, big, he, sexy Buddy Matthews. Maybe he's <laughs> he should be called that. Mid sexy Buddy Matthews. <laughs> Did you just say mid sexy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I wasn't going to call him Little Sexy because he really isn't little. <laughs> no, Mid Sexy is a good one. But well, it's also going to be a, a bit... AEW and, you know. Oh, Mid Sexy. That's fucking awesome. Mid Sexy. That is great. <laughs> that is great. That is a good one. The only problem with that name, though, 
that's implying like he's mid. But yeah, I know you're implying mid-sized pretty much. I know, but but it is because MJF calls everyone mid. Right, so, right. Yeah, so <laughs> mid-sexy, funny. fine. <laughs> mid-sexy, that is great. I mean, uh, you know, everyone's like, what's the payoff to the MJF promo? I'm like, <laughs> MJF versus Tony Khan in a Lumberjack match, and the Lumberjacks are all of the ex-WWE guys. <laughs> so, so there'll be no floor seats. <laughs> be like 123 guys there. <laughs> That'll be funny, man. You've been on fire, no pun intended, tonight, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, seriously. With the, some of the comments, man, that's fucking funny. You made me cry. My eyes are watery now, dude. Aw, that's so sweet. Oh, man. Mid-sexy, but Buddy Matthews just is too good, though. Just, and just the lumberjack, lumberjack match. match. They introduce them <laughs> one by one. My, they all get their entrances. They get their WWE entrances, seven-minute entrances. Be the longest oh, pay-per-view man. of all time for one match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant, man. But like you said, Judgment Day win by pinfall with a spear from Edge on Finn Balor. And we move on to the next matchup. It's everyone's happy fucking bloke, Happy Corbin, versus Madcap Moss in a no-holds-barred match. This was pretty stiff, Jeff. Yeah, no, I mean, for what it was and for a match I really didn't want to see, it was actually pretty good. It I mean, was. It actually was. Like, I didn't want to like this match. I Like, I came in going, like, <laughs> like sort of groaning, just hoping it wouldn't be too long. But it was good. And it wasn't too long also. And, and Madcap Moss, beat, he he's basically brutalized him. He, you know, he, he beat him down. And so it did exactly what it was supposed to. I can't imagine he's going to keep the Madcap. I mean, that, that's got to go. I didn't mean... Can't just be Moss. I guess you could just yeah, be Reddick. yeah. Actually, Moss. No, no, no. Just change. You know what? I'm with WWE on this one, man. You know how they take away the first names, pretty much, or or take away the last names. Take away the Madcap, and just Moss. I, I would keep Riddick because there was a movie, The Chronicles really? of Riddick. Riddick is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, but Vin Diesel sucks. Come on. Yeah, but the movies are pretty cool. The first one, the pitch black was. Yeah, good. the first one. The first one. After that, it was yeah. Yeah, they weren't very good, but 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 pretty the, mid. Yeah, mid <laughs> but, but pitch black's cool. Yeah, it was. No, definitely. All right, I agree with that one. But um, back to Moss. Um, he does get the win in the end, and uh, he's pumped, dude. He's hyped. Maybe we can call him the new get hyped, Madcap <laughs> Moss, and oh, he wins no. via a hangman's neck. Break a clutch, punchline connects, and then he horse collars Happy with a chair and hoses the steps up and smashes Corbin's neck with the steel steps. Yeah, Corbin was stretched out. So I guess he'll be off TV for two weeks also, or three days. Yeah, with a lateral press win. um, And post-match, like you just said, the medics attend to Corbin. Um I, I, I didn't read the report the that the, the, the medics were attending to AJ Styles also. So just, I don't know if it's anything serious or not, or if it's just a precaution, but something to keep our eyes and ears open for, because this is this has not been a, a great week for late 30s, early 40s wrestlers who, who spent some time doing Japanese-style wrestling. Tell me about it. Tell me about it, dude. It's, it's quite, quite crazy. There seems to be a bit of a period this month and late last month with a bunch of wrestlers getting hurt, dude. In you said you're having your period this month? Sorry? Did you say you were having your period this month? Really, Jeff? That's just what I heard. No, I didn't say nothing about periods. Anything. But, uh, but anyway, do, do, do you want me to... say anything about periods. 
Jeff, stop it. Seriously. Demetrios. I'm trying to improve enough, you. Enough, to, enough's enough. Anyway, anyway, you threw me off, man. What was I saying? I was saying post-match medics attend to Corbin. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we move to the next match, and it's Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the WWE United States Championship. Honestly, I couldn't care less, but basically, Austin Theory gets the win by pinfall with an A-town down to retain the WWE United States Championship. Meh. What is it to say? Ali's getting buried anyway. Good. I agree. But there's people out there that absolutely love this guy. I know he was in his hometown of, Ch- of Chicago. Yeah, but, none, uh, none of them were there. None of them bought a ticket. Yeah. Well, just quietly, the All-State Arena technically is not in Chicago. It's just on the outskirts, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I know that the Mish makes a big deal about this all the time. I, I, I don't know. I think the United Center is the one that's downtown, but... I mean, I, it I can't is. The United Center is the one. Yeah, whichever one was used to be Rosemont Horizons is in Rosemont, which is not Chicago proper. But I mean, whatever. It's like saying the Meadowlands is in New York City. Okay, it's not. Got it. Okay, but they want well, to build the Meadowlands. The Meadowlands there. is in New Most Jersey, people. isn't it? Yeah, but they want to put the Meadowlands there if it, if it wasn't right outside of New York City. Right, I get you. Well, it's like saying about New New Jersey even not being. I mean, shouldn't Jersey be part of New York anyway? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, parts of it essentially are. But, uh, you know, listen, there'd be no Washington Redskins if it wasn't for Northern Virginia. This, this, this is just the way the world <laughs> works. Fucked. What are you trying to say there? What are you implying there, Jeff? I'm implying there's a lot <laughs> of people. Why Northern Virginia? Well, because there's a lot of people in Northern Virginia. There's also a lot of people with money in Northern Virginia. And a lot of people that's Native American from Northern Virginia. Um, well, originally, uh, originally, maybe, originally. Maybe at some point in time, but <laughs> yeah. not, not ever since it's been known Northern Virginia. But I, actually, they're not even the Redskins anymore, aren't they? What, Wait, what aren't they, they? I know there was a big fucking... Are like, they the Guardians now? I, I, I'm not no, sure. No, no, no. Wait, they're still called the Redskins right now, aren't they? No, no, no. Because they were called the Washington football team for a year. And they, I think they but with the Redskins been. logo still. No, Didn't they have no? Not. No, it's Wait the same I know, I know there was a uproar and people wanted them to change it. I don't know why people cared suddenly now, compared to fucking all these years. Well, but, it's uh, been, I, well, what what what's a better time than now? I mean, it's it's been long overdue. You think so? Yes. So you agree with that decision? Yeah, I mean the the Boston Celtics aren't called the Boston fucking Knicks. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on. Speaking of Boston, did they win Game Three? Has Game Three been played yet? I have no idea. I'm just looking. Oh, you're right, dude. What an ugly logo. What's the name? Is it the Guardians? Commanders, bro. Commanders. I think it's. The, I think wow. it's the Cleveland Indians are the Guardians now. <sighs> See, that's the name I thought was borderline to change. Like, like the Kansas City Chiefs. No, you don't need to change that. The Dude, Atlanta Braves, you don't need to change that. That's, that's just wow. the warrior class or royalty class. It's no different than Kings or Warriors or Vikings. I mean, that, yeah, that, but you that. see, yeah, but the Redskins logo was so iconic in many ways. You know what I mean? And now with this stupid W of a logo and Commanders, like well, really? I mean, just because the logo is bad, but the the Redskins logo might be iconic. But so was the the Confederate <laughs> flag. I mean, that's, I know, that's, but. 
Fuck me, that's crazy, dude. You know what's a cool flag? The the, the Soviet Union had a pretty cool flag. That was bad. <laughs> <laughs> With the sickle and yeah, the fucking hammer, hammer and the sickle and the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. No. That was, it was a just badass plain, flag. dude. It was just a red flag with a sickle and a hammer in the corner. I mean, badass, simple and badass. <laughs> uh, Slava Russia, Russia. Sorry. I mean, you see, you like, I'm gonna you get, know, I'm gonna get Alexander Skarsgård and the Northman coming at you with a sickle in one There's hand and a hammer in the other. You go the other way around. What? <laughs> Well, what about Boris Yeltsin? <laughs> well, he wouldn't have a hammer. He'd have a bottle of vodka in one hand and a bottle of vodka in the other. <laughs> yeah. And better yet, um, who was Mr. fucking Pizza Hut, dude? He was on an American Pizza Hut commercial. Um, fuck, Gorbachev. Who was the other one? No. Yeah, Gorbachev. Yeah, that's it. It was Gorbachev. Mm -hmm. You're right. Which, which is crazy because during the Cold War time, I mean, it was towards the end anyway. I don't understand how he was part of an American commercial, yet, you know. But why did they pick him, of all people, which is odd? Because he was the one who was bringing the end to the Soviet Union. He brought detente and perestroika. <laughs> uh, man. I, I'm pretty sure he lives in the United States now. Like, I think Does he's he? Like, I think Wait, he, like, runs he an institute and... He's either very old or he recently died, but I'm pretty sure like he was like the chairman of like like some policy center in the university and worked for a think tank. Really? Yeah. Interesting. What about Boris Yeltsin? He's dead surely by yeah, fucking liver failure. Oh yeah, he's yeah he's <laughs> he was fucked. I mean, he looked like a junk while fucking being president, dude. He, well, he was. Well, yeah, essentially, Mr. He he was such a drunk, didn't didn't they didn't they try to stage a coup and he had the tanks shoot, <laughs> yeah, shoot at his own yeah. <laughs> parliament building? <laughs> he, he basically he basically he basically uh, invaded his own country. Oh god! Oh fucking! Like I said, Slava Russia. Mm. <laughs> or maybe fucking Slava fucking Soviet Union, whatever. Maybe the USSR will come will come back one day, Jeff. Maybe. Well, they're trying. Well, they're, they're not doing so great a job. Nah. Well, with America around, Jeff, there's no way fucking communism will ever spread anywhere, except for in North Korea and Canada. I guess China, Canada. No, I don't know. As long as long as the United States, Australia, and New Zealand stick together, nothing can stop us. The good old ANZUS. Good old That's what ANZUS. that is. Kansas, right. Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. That's what that shit. That's legit. That's a thing. That's a thing. It's the thing. <laughs> it's the thing. Exactly. It's like Babylon Five. It's the last best hope. <laughs> well, what, what? What about the 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 six eyes? Have you heard about that? Do you Is know that like Ezekiel again? Well, close. It's America's younger brother in Australia. And mm -hmm. also, I guess the older brother in in Britain, and uh, and also apparently Israel could be part of this. New Zealand is part of this. Basically, all the English speaking countries plus Israel, possibly. Oh, <laughs> right. And, and where do the eyes come into it? Well, have you heard of um, in Australia, for example? I don't know if you know this. I'm sure you would, and you should. Okay. But one of the biggest American installations in the world, including the US, is right here in Australia, in the middle of the desert, 
And have you heard of a place called Pine Gap? It's essentially Australia's um, Area 51. Yes, I have from you. Oh, well, there you go. We look into that, Jeff. You will be pretty intrigued. There used to be this great documentary that I found on YouTube years ago, man. Your the last cryptocast you did was with me. <laughs> and, oh, and really? And we're, we're talking about Pine Gap? All right. Well, there you go. But you should even look into it more deeply. It's very hard, though. But apparently there's a lot of UFO sightings there. There's a lot of weird crafts that fly around there. There's even a TV show on Netflix called Pine Gap. And it's all Americans and Australians that star in it, obviously, which is a pretty interesting show too. I actually enjoyed it. So Are check it out. Are body uh, music's playing all the time there? I don't know, man, but it's pretty scary. What are those stuff things called? What are they called? Those giant wooden didgeridoos, Jeff? Didgeridoos. Didgeridoos that sound like the the Tibetan <laughs> <animals. laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I love that. Stuff. I can't remember the name, but I love that stuff. Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. There you go. It's not that it's hard to pronounce. It's just I can't remember it. Those are two different things. Yeah. Well, it's hard to... Have you ever, like, since you've been down my way, have you actually, like, held one before? Held one what? (laughs) A didgeridoo. Yeah. A didgeridoo, not a dick. (laughs) Oh, you have? Have you actually tried playing it? No. It's extremely hard, man. But basically, you don't just blow in it, no pun intended. You literally sort of go, sort of like that. Like a, it's hard to explain, but you, yeah, no, you get I, it. My understanding was if you tried to play it, that you had to buy it. And if it was one that you didn't have to buy, that meant that lots of other people put their mouths on it. And that was not Yeah, it. I wouldn't do that if I were you, man. Unless you bought one or some shit like that. I, wouldn't, no, I, was, I wasn't about to buy a six foot wooden thing that I would. <laughs> absolutely never use uh well that's good to know <laughs> well anyway let's move on actually to back to wrestling and as you can see in the top corner there oh right. <laughs> it's, good reminder. it's hell in the cell it's cody it's it's F- seth freaking rollins in a hell in the cell match it is match number three between these two in a matter of three months not even and pff, as cody came on out Pyro and all. I thought for a minute they were trolling us because the way he was walking out to the ring, you couldn't just yet see his peck, but then you could kind of see the bruising before he even took it off. And I'm like, shit, that kind of looks bad. And then when he took his jacket off, holy shit, Jeff. Yeah. I saw it. I'm like, is that a bruise? And, and then he took the jacket off. I'm like, holy shit, isn't the entire right side of his body is internally bleeding. We got a... Um, uh, comment via YouTube, which we're live on right now too, Jeff. Cool. By, by Chester Franklin Jr. Do you, Cody, or I assume he means, do you think Cody should take time off because of the injury and then come back? Well, he come back, he will. Whether he takes time off, I'm sure he will. But um, yeah, I think he does need some time off, clearly. Yeah, we, we touched on this on the beginning of the show, Chester. Um, I don't think either of us is qualified to say, but if looks are an indication, yes, and if he needs surgery, for sure. Um, it's a shame because he's been doing great, but I don't know. I mean, if if he ever had street cred before, I'm not sure he ever did, but he does now. Yeah. I, you know what, man? I was even saying, I'm never going to fucking say a bad thing about Cody ever again, Jeff. After tonight, he showed guts. 
He showed balls. Whether it was smart type of guts, I don't know, Jeff. But nevertheless, I'm surprised WWE actually allowed him to go out there. In fact, by the end of the match, I don't know if you noticed, Jeff, but he was sort of, uh, you know, as he was like, you know, parading to the crowd after the win, he was, I, I caught him sort of mentioning by reading his lips, he said to the fans, I'm sorry, but I had to. So I don't know what what the people were trying to were saying to him. Uh, but I think he I think he meant using the hammer, uh, the, the sledgehammer. Oh, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But I was I thought maybe he was talking about you know working her because if you saw, I mean the fans were quiet, dude. Once they realized how serious it was, I felt like it was awkward, dude. And the match was great. I mean seriously, the way they pulled off this match, it told a story in the ring, which is even more crazy. I mean, I guess Rollins could have been the perfect guy to work with, but I'm telling you now, Cody is definitely more hurt after this match than he was before the match, which is just crazy because you could tell, like we were saying earlier, the blood vessels in his chest were coming out, dude, even worse, and you could tell there was fresh bleeding going on under there, man. Yeah, no, I'm amazed that he was cleared to do it. I know WWE's roster is thin, but still... I don't. I, I don't know what to say about you know. Again, I'm not. It, maybe it looks worse than it is, but it looked pretty friggin' damn bad. Um, but yeah, the credit to both of them to being able to get through this. I hope he didn't do any more damage to himself. Hope this doesn't set him back. But uh, credit to Rollins. And by the way, I I don't want to skip that Seth Rollins was wearing the black and yellow polka dot. Oh yes, I, and that, I was going to get into that. I was going to get into that. That gave me a chuckle. Um, but yeah, the, the, they they t- and they whatever story they were planning to tell, I mean, they had to change that within the last you know thirty six hours or whatever it was. So again, I mean, they did they came up with it on the fly, and I think they did a pretty damn good job about it. The cowbell Absolutely. was a good yeah. touch. The ball peen well, hammer was was an interesting throwback for both of them. Frankly, um, they even mentioned but, Dunstan as in Corey Graves. Oh, I, I totally missed that. But yeah, this, this match got a. It was a little hard to watch. Like I, I like I was like, just finish it. Just just let it be over yeah. already. But it but was the, long. It was pretty long. I mean, it was a full blown match. I didn't think we we're going to get this much, considering Cody's condition. So I mean, they gave us more than enough, Jeff. I mean, geez. Yeah, no, I was just worried for his health. I mean, that was it was it no, was no doubt. It, was, it was difficult, but you know. When it was over, I was glad for it. It was almost like watching like a, a rough horror movie or something. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have minded if, like, you know, when Seth missed the the leaping through the table or he went through the table. That was savage, dude. <laughs> that was pretty bad. And if if Cody just clocked him a couple times with the cowbell and then did a crossroads and it was over, I wouldn't have been angry. Well, I was going to read out the match because it was one of those things that I got to fucking sort of describe. And as the, well, as the match started, Cody's chest, like I was saying, was pretty bad from the torn pick. He fires off a left hand and fends off an attempt from Rollins to target the arm. We get more jabs, up kicks, uh, circling, laying those jabs in. Beautiful disaster. Seth with a back suplex, lands on his feet and follows it with a Cody cutter. Spinning toehold into a figure four leg lock. Rollins gets the ropes, but no breaks in Hell in the Cell. So he drags himself to the apron and pulls out a toolbox out from under the ring. He shakes it open before grabbing a kendo stick and whacking Cody in his injured pec and arm, which made me cringe, Jeff. 
And to be honest, I started laughing with the toolbox and all the tools going everywhere because I don't think he was meant to actually even grab that. But right. um, and he and he put, picks up a kendo stick. Was he looking for a yeah. kendo stick in the toolbox? Yeah, I guess he was. Uh, well, yeah, I guess he was. And magic like toolbox. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, he picks up a kendo stick. He shoots a he shoots a shot with jamming the point of the kendo stick right into the injured pectoral, which looked fucked up, Jeff. I'm not gonna lie. Then we get more left-hand jabs, Cody trying to fight back into it. Whip to the corner, flare flip, and Rollins blasts him off the apron and into the cage. To the floor, jabbing the kendo stick in even harder. Throwing Rhodes into the cage wall, then grinding his face into it. We get back inside the ring. Cody gets back in the fight and knocks him down, shaking life back into his injured hand. Stumbling and panting, and Seth nails his bad arm with the steel steps. Rollins then grabs Rhodes' ring coat, which made me laugh, and puts it on before grabbing a velvet bag from under the ropes and getting a, po- a polka dot weight belt out of it, which made me laugh. I mean, seriously. Going inside once again, whipping Cody with the belt cover. Nope. Seth gets the table out from under the ring and slides it inside. The fans started chanting, thank you, Seth, because they were chanting all night for tables, and we then they didn't get him, Jeff. I found these pretty amusing. Yeah, the thank you, Seth, was, uh, I don't know, that was strange. Well, like I said, I was hearing a lot of We Want Table chants during the whole event, and we not once got any tables until that point, so I kind of giggled about it. Anyway, Rhodes refuses to stay down, trading right hands. Roland rakes his eyes. Going up top, Cody gets under him, but his right side gives out, and Seth hits a death blow. Setting him on the table, Rollins goes up top, Rhodes rolls away, and Seth goes to the table. Cody tosses the polka dot weight belt aside and rolls to the floor, going under the ring for a duffel bag. He opens the bag, a Texas bull rope comes, comes out, of course. and he, he rings the cowbell a couple of times and brings it in the ring, securing a strap to his left arm. Uh, this part made me laugh again, though, Jeff, because Cody throws the far end of the cowbell to Seth and yells at him to put it on and Rollins accepts the challenge. Rhodes then goes with a super kick and then he nails Seth across the dome with the bell. Only two, though we only get a two count by this point. Action back to the floor on opposite sides. And the post hits him with the with the post. Rollins, Rollins rolls him back in, smashing his good shoulder into the post. The bull rope comes off, another table out from under the ring. Seth slides it inside, leaves it in the corner, buckle bomb blocked, inverted face lock. Crossroads gets a tight two, trying to host Rollins up. His arm gives out, Rollins blocks the smash. Um, we, uh, he gets an arm ringer to the bad arm and a low super kick. Then we get a buckle bomb through the table this time, but Cody will not stay down though, Jeff. Cody tries and fails to pull himself up the ropes. Seth rolls onto the floor, grabs a sledgehammer, taking it inside. Rhodes then blocks with a kick to the guts. Underhooks blocked, reversed. Cody hits a pedigree and still not enough, Jeff. Then Rollins is down and out. Rhodes stumbles back to his feet and grabs the sledge with his good hand, lifting it up, considering the weight of it. That would have hurt. Seth then falls to the floor and Cody follows. The American Nightmare gives chase slow. Um, but surely, but Rollins cuts him off. Blackout, Cody kicks out. Then we get another blackout, sidestep. Rollins hits a crossroads. 
but Rhodes rolls through, crossroads, and both men are down and out, both calling for the hammer this time. Rhodes gets it, but his arm gives out. He can't use it. Rhodes kicks the hammer away. We get another crossroads and another one and throws him aside, and then Cody grabs the hammer, and then Cody gets the win by pinfall with a sledgehammer shot to the face in a pretty amazing match. And considering the circumstances, Jeff, I'll give this a... a a four-star rating easily just because of the amount of work both men actually put in this matchup. And not only that, still pulled off a pretty fucking great match. Yeah, I, I would actually probably go a little bit higher than that. But, yeah, no, I, I think, Dude. yeah, I thought, I thought the match was excellent given what it was. And, you know, Cody had to win and, and they had to really work for it given everything that was going on. So, yeah, well done. I mean... It, it, it's strange when when WWE doesn't have time to botch things up, they can be creative. Unfortunately, yeah, it, it takes tragedy and and hard times, pun intended, for them to actually be creative. Uh, to, just to remember how to just book wrestling instead of remembering how to book wrestling, then dumb it down, sanitize it, shake it up, and then filter it and make it even duller. I agree one hundred percent. And you know what? You're spot on, man. Because the one thing WWE is good at, like you said, when their backs are against the wall and they have to change things literally on the 11th hour, it always becomes a better show. And and you know what? It's happened quite a few times since the turn of the year. Like, all the way back from day one, it happened right there as yeah. well. And and that show it became, in my opinion, a lot better than what it would have been originally. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, this one's is, another one. It's the it might be the only good side effect of there being these thin rosters. If anything goes wrong, they they really have to put something together last minute. Um, but listen, I, this was a good weekend for WWE. I, in your house, over delivered. Nobody was interested in that card, including me. Uh, and it was fun. It was a fun show. Um, speaking of that of that show, Jeff, and I'm yeah. talking about in your house. We uh-huh. will be reviewing it tomorrow. I've just had a lot of friggin' net troubles the last couple of days, and I've gone to the point where I'm waiting for it to. I'm downloading it essentially, Jeff. So I'm waiting oh. to get it, and then once I'm going to watch it tonight, and then if you're free, obviously we'll review it 100 percent tomorrow. Oh, I'll be free because I'm not watching Raw tomorrow. I lie, that's for sure. I, yeah, that's for damn sure. And to be, yeah, that makes two of us more than likely, Jeff. I've been watching SmackDown week in, week out, but I just, I don't know, man, Raw is just too much. Well, I only really watch SmackDown because you make me do Smack Talk. So. Well, you know what? And speaking of Smack Talk, bro, I was listening back on it when I was editing the show. That was a great show, man. And I don't know what it is about Smack Talk, but for whatever reason, the Smack Talk really comes out on that show. So I suggest everybody check that show out. You won't be disappointed. Mark yeah, the last words. two weeks have, have really been good probably mostly because we, we speak only half the time, if that, about SmackDown itself. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, we're, and we're talking about all sorts of other shit. Um, but yeah, I, but listen, I do watch the shows, but I generally watch Raw Tuesday during the day at my leisure. I work from home, so I you know, put it on the DVR. And so when I have about a half hour here or 15 minutes there, I do it. And listen, WWE's t- TV is very easy to watch on the DVR because you can skip the recaps. Absolutely. You can skip the commercials. You can skip the, the in-show commercials. You can skip the recaps about the recaps and the, the recaps at the top of the hour about what happened at the, an hour ago. 
I mean, it's, so if you're just watching the wrestling content and the promos and stuff, your three hour show is really an hour and 10 minutes. I agree 100%, actually. I mean, you're spot on, man. And uh, one moment, I'm just going to grab yeah, something. Problem. Yeah, no, no, you're right. But the thing about Raw, like, as, and I want to do a machismo week in, week out. I really do. But just every time I say to myself, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. And then I start watching. I'm like, oh, man, I just can't. I just can't. Even though on Fridays, I've, I've called it a new thing. Since we do two shows on Fridays, it's called the Two-Piece Feed Fridays from now on actually since we get both carnage and smack talk and dude that's an easier like three hours only because we go from smackdown to rampage yeah but a two-hour show has a different cadence to it though i mean wwe tries its damnedest to keep the same cadence and rampage is an entirely different show and whether rampage is good or terrible or something in between one thing aw does is always give you things to talk about and you Absolutely. always have to talk about them because their fans are busy telling you how everything is perfect. And oh, you have to point out that things aren't perfect. And, you know, stop being a dummy. I mean, just, you know, if you like it, cool. But stop telling me things Stop telling me things are perfect. Well, did you see, um, speaking of... Uh, stop telling me those jeans don't make me look fat. They do make <laughs> me look fat. Uh, you know, <laughs> speaking fat. of fat... Speaking of fat, did you notice when Seth Rollins had the polka dot um, singlet on, right? Mm. He looked fatter for some reason wearing that, man. I know it was baggy and loose and shit. Yeah, it was But, like, it's funny. It kind of did make him look fatter. I, I just thought it make him look like his... I, I was just thinking, like, how unimposing Seth Rollins is these days. He's so slim. Yeah, it's because of his cross-fitting fucking bullshit that they all do these days. More particularly, obviously, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, you know, Ali maybe to a lesser extent because Ali looks like he hasn't been working out in fucking months. That dude needs to hit the gym again, man. Remember there was that picture circulating around where he basically looks like Hercules and like Ali jacked. And it's like, (laughs) I'm racist. That's not Ali. (laughs) You're stupid, man. It's so stupid. No, you're right, man. But uh, I think this guy, he's going to get fucking future endeavored fucking soon, bro. I've just got a feeling. What, yeah, what is, what is it meant for him to do? No, just burying him. Free Ali, he sucked. I, I mean, he was never. <laughs> it was. Just, it was just to teach him a lesson that you're not in control, and he's not. And what's what, what's he going to do? Speaking about control, go to control your narrative. No, they, they don't want it. A W. I mean, I, I don't think A W really can hire any more ex W W guys at this point. I mean, I think that gauntlet has been thrown down and. From what I've been hearing, despite the fact that most people I know, including me, really enjoyed the promo, that it was too raw, it did expose too much, it did go too far beyond the fourth wall. And I this, I heard it going in. I, I, I knew it, but we've talked about it before. AEW fans, it's it's you know, they don't want to go to a magic show, they want to see Penn and Teller. They they'd like to you know, and, and so you just have to accept it. But you know, that that, that part was a little bit real because it is. <laughs> it is. No, there's a lot of truth to it. Absolutely. No matter. And yes, it's a work. We know that, people. For, for anyone that's probably saying, but it's a fucking work, you marks. We know, right? But there's shoot, but there but there's is. shoot to the work, just like exactly. the summer of punk. There was shoot to that exactly. work. Exactly. And that's I mean, the fact. That's why it's a work shoot, right? right. So right. absolutely. He's, no, you're right. He's working and through he's, the shoot because he wants to be paid and he doesn't want his contract frozen. 
Well, actually, I'm glad you reminded me about his contract because I was listening to Keeping It 100, and uh, I don't know if you ever listened to that show. I don't. With Conan well, and Conan, Conan, right? Conan and Disco Inferno, yeah. or then Gilberti like, or Gilberti, Gilbert, however you want to say. Yeah. Right. And uh, they've got this guy, some British guy. Um, he's a he's a dirt sheet guy, but he's a bit of a fucking arrogant prick in in a way. I forgot his name. I think they call him Bill. I don't listen to it much. I just heard a snippet while listening to Corny on YouTube. And um, anyway, this guy claims he's got inside info, and apparently he's right a lot, according to Conan. Um, apparently, TK and um, MJF did get together to, like, obviously sign a new contract, apparently. And apparently, he, he didn't sign a new contract, but he got a pay rise between now and 2024. Now, that makes it interesting because he hasn't re-signed. Because it's clear, and he's made this well-known, even if you think it's him in character. Sure, he's in character, but he's still speaking facts. He still wants to test the market just to see sure. how much WWE will fucking offer him and how much, I guess, TK will end up offering him. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance? I mean, there's always a chance, obviously. But do you think there's more of a chance for him leaning towards WWE than he's re-signing with AEW? I think so, and I will tell you why. Oh, no, please Cause do. Because as strange as it is, the reality of the situation now is that he has a bigger chance of being a big fish in a small pond in WWE than he does in AEW now. And I cannot mm-hmm. imagine that the 80 former WWE people in AEW can be happy about what he said. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that there's people like Jericho and Hagar and Pac. And I know that you probably said, who cares about Hagar and whatever. And, you know, even Sean Spears, who's his buddy, saying, you know, we were here since day one, too, and we're former WWE. Fuck you. I mean, and now he's getting the pay raise. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. It's just sometimes when you fight for yourself, you leave others behind. Um, and you expose too much. So, you know, someone may find out that Sean Spears makes $210,000 while they're making $60,000 and Sean Spears sucks and it's useless. Um, you know, and I don't mean to pick on Sean Spears, except I totally mean to pick on Sean Spears. Um, but you know, like Hager's probably making, you know, 400 grand or something like that. You know, I mean, is Hager, you know, and, and, you know, someone like Jungle Boy, listen, I am no Jungle Boy fan, but he's worth more than AEW than Jake Hagar is. I mean, they could take Jake Hagar in and they could plug in Brian Cage or Lance Archer or any number of people in that same exact role with Jericho. No, you're right. It's true, man. Um, what do you think if, what, what would be the ceiling with MJF and TK? How much do you think TK is willing to pay to hold him though? I, I, don't have a clue. I, I think that what do you so think his much, worth is more importantly. Well, I, I think in WWE he'd probably command three million a year with with escalators that by year three or four he'd be making five million a year. He, I mean, I think he'd well he considering get, his age too. Yeah, I think he'd get the same range as you know, like what Kevin Owens, or probably what similar to what Cody got, if not if not even a little bit more. Um, especially since time goes on. But I, I think so much of this, in fairness to Tony Khan, is is I think his entire business plan, to the extent that he has a plan, is is hinging upon a renewal from uh, the Turner family 
of networks to get uh, money proportionate to say what USA pays raw. Um, right. Because even that would be near triple their money and would take them from heavily in the red to safely in the black. And and with that, then all of a sudden, all of his business plan that, that isn't a business plan right now would look smart. It would look like investment. It would look like it was a five-year plan or whatever, a four-year plan to become profitable. I would say, see, he's a businessman. Businesses take five years. Nobody in wrestling does that, but okay. Um, but everything with Discovery, you know, has changed a lot, or at least it might have. And, you know, I, I'm still, I, I know I'm like the only one talking about it. And well, that I know of, I, you know, I don't listen to a lot of commercial podcasts, but I think if famous, more famous people were saying it, it would make its way around Twitter, be retweeted, it'd be spoken about on other podcasts. So, you know, I, I don't hear it on Wrestling Soup. I don't hear it on Don Tony's show. I don't. I don't hear it from Solomon Monster. I'm not hearing JD. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not hearing it from Cornette. I'm not hearing things circulate. But the the fact that Tony Khan made such a big deal that the Discovery executives were going to throw a party for them in LA, and there hasn't been a peep about that, just says so much to me. Of, uh, you know, between that and the upfronts and everything else that Discovery people said. It's no more scripted television. Everything's going to be PG. We want all sports to go to our streaming network. None of that says to me, oh, and I want to cut $3 billion from the budget. None of that says to me, giant renewal for a quasi sport, which if all sports are, if we don't have, if we don't have scripted TV, and this isn't scripted, then sports, and if all sports are going to streaming, Unless you're actually the NHL or the NBA and part of your shows go on different networks and in prime time and the, like the, the D shows go on streaming, if everything you got goes on, streaming doesn't make a lot of money. It's, 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 streaming isn't $47 million a year. Well, that's interesting. You think it's they don't make that much money? You don't think? I know Netflix is at a loss right now specifically. Netflix has never made a dollar in its existence. It, it, it loses tens of millions of dollars a year. I, I hear about that too, man. It's true. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting if streaming doesn't make... And I also feel like if if they were to get a streaming deal for whatever reason now, I mean, if you, if they had their own network, maybe it'd be better, right? But if they... But imagine look, their shows. Sorry? The WWE network never broke even. It never got That's to breaking true. even. And so now they, they, they leased it to Peacock, and, and they still have some customers internationally, but they leased it to Peacock. They basically gave Sky that, that's owned by Comcast Universal for, for UK and European cable. Peacock, they probably got a little bit of money for it. Um, and Peacock doesn't make any money, but they're like, eh, it might take us five or 10 years. We're, we're, you know, we're, just, we, we're just investing in the future. And they probably are. Uh, right or wrong, I don't know. But... Not only does WWE get two hundred million dollars from it, but they shut down that entire department. So if they had really they had about, they, so they yeah. don't control who, like they don't put it up themselves anymore. That's all NBC Universal, pretty much. Or, or you know, if they at their peak they had one point six million customers, probably right. about three hundred thousand. Yeah, and it, and it's been going down. That was at their peak, and they never they never broke even. They needed to have two million viewers. Yeah, and that, that was the to goal too. Right, right. So they probably domestically and between the UK, they probably that probably accounts for one point two five million of that. With the remaining one point five, if not more. So of the two hundred fifty thousand, 
you know, that's a lot of a lot less server space, a lot, or they might just piggyback on peacocks, who knows, but whatever it is, since they, if you did the math about what it costs to get WWE network multiplied it by $1.5 million, you basically got like 165 million or 185 million, something like that. So if they never broke even, that means that they were spending more than that to make it work, right? So, right. so not only are they getting $200 million, but they're saving expenditures of about 175 or $185 million a year. So it's really closer to a $4 million a year contract. Wow, well, interesting. That's actually quite an interesting take, but... Um, but yeah, it's just, just math, but the, the point is, is that if AEW had a streaming service, they they wouldn't make money. And I mean, to be frank, who would, there's three years of content, and even with the entire Ring of Honor library, and whatever's on there, Honor Club never did anything. And even and there's ninety percent of what's of Ring of Honor's matches are on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Um, can I ask? Speaking of Honor Club, is that still even a thing right now? I don't know. It's funny because the Facebook group is completely inactive. They changed the cover picture from to, to represent the current champions. Right. Like Mercedes Martinez and FTR and Jonathan uh -huh. Grasham and Wheel of Utah and whatever. Um, but uh, I'm not sure that the Honor Club still exists in any way, shape, or form. I mean, what's the they, they, they had no subscribers. <laughs> How many do you think they had? 500 tops? Worldwide? No, I, I mean, I think worldwide they probably had like 20,000, but they, you know, what do you That's think? That's a they lot possibly, for Ring of Vano, I think. What do you think they could possibly have now? <laughs> I don't know. All right, if you think twenty thousand range, and I said five hundred, I dare say about five five k tops, if that. Yeah, I, I would say that your first guess was. I, I would say that maybe there's like you know like a thousand diehards still just paying. Well, yeah, I was going by your number roughly. If you thought they had twenty thousand, and I said five hundred, then I thought okay, if it's if that's the case, you know what. Fuck it. I want to check right now. I, I'm curious now. Okay. I want to know if it even still, if it's still around on a club. Uh, let's see. Um, nah, I don't think it, I don't think it is. I don't think it is, dude. It I'm, makes perfect sense. It wasn't website. there. Oh, no, it's it is. It is. On a club. Yeah, man. <laughs> it actually still is. So was it $9.99 a month? Uh, let me see. I'll join now. Right now, it is monthly nine ninety nine. There's also a VIP one, which I remember. I think you get the whole year or some shit oh, for one hundred nineteen ninety nine. What a deal! Yeah, I mean shit. That's interesting. So, because I assume TK also owns Honor Club. I mean, it would have came what with is the package. Nine ninety nine times twelve. Not in well, that's a lot of money. I understand, but I mean, is it that much different than the hundred and nineteen ninety nine? I mean, does your VIP save you a dollar? I mean, ten months Question. would be ninety nine ninety nine, right? And then you get a, you have a hundred and oh, you know what? You're right. There's no saving at there's all. Zero, there's zero savings for the zero. Food. I mean, maybe <laughs> you get some extra things. Maybe there's, hold on a there's, minute. There's no monetary savings for the, this VIP. I mean, maybe that you get that's so stupid. Maybe they give you a tote bag with some signed pictures or something, trading cards. Uh, Early access know. to buying tickets. Uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, uh, 
but there's, there's no monetary savings there. Get this. Since you said that, it says in the disclaimer over here, it says on Ring of Honor digital platforms only, Ring of Honor cannot offer discounts through cable or satellite providers. Oh. There you go. So I guess you would get discounts through Honor Club, my guess is. I, I didn't even think there would be on a cable provider, to be honest. Discounts, what, you, could, you could go to any Ring of Honor show and walk up and get a ticket for $20 at the gate. <laughs> could you get front row for 20 bucks? No, but who needs front row? You're in a, you're, you're in a, you're in a 4,000 seat building and there's 400 people there. What's the difference? Oh, boy. There's no obstructive view. There's I've never been to a Ring of Honor show. I mean, I've seen a lot of Ring of Honor wrestlers. Like, for example... I've been to like 15. Well, there's a... Yeah, that's true. You would. I mean, you're a Ring of Honor diehard pretty much. But um, there's an indie promotion here called um, World Series Wrestling, right? Which is based in Melbourne. The guy that owns it clearly must have some sort of coin because he brings a lot of international stars from all around the world and has been for years, like from Cody to Hangman Page to Kenny to whatever. And right now they're, they're doing another show for the first time because this would be like a twice a year thing. They'd bring all these guys from all promotions from mm-hmm. all over the States and Europe and Japan. And uh, so for the last two years, obviously because of the pandemic or well, the last three years, they hadn't done the show. So now they are and we're getting Johnny Jobber coming down. <laughs> Oh, John, Johnny Johnny Melbourne, <laughs> yeah, or Johnny World Series probably, but it should be Johnny Melbourne, right? For sure, mm-hmm. that make me laugh. We're also getting his wife, Johnny Gold Coast. <laughs> Johnny Gold Coast. That would suit him because he's a California guy. The Gold mm-hmm. Coast is kind of more more like Miami, should I say? It's close enough. Well, yeah, I mean, because you know you got all the tall skyscraper buildings all right up against the beach, which is mm-hmm. pretty nice the way it looks. But it reminds me more of, a, you know, like a Miami. But um, anyway, what was my point? Jonathan Grisham also... Well, Grisham is also coming down and his wife. He's going to yeah. be defending the AEW Ring of Honor World Championship here. So basically, it, you, you have your own version of All In in Melbourne. Yeah, well, it's been better in the past. This, there's more. There's a, quite a few international acts. I just can't think of any more from the top of my head right now. I could, oh, Robbie Eagles from New Japan, who's also Australian. No There's idea, more. You'll know. You know who it is. You'll know. Actually, I'll tell you who's exactly. Let me see. World Series Wrestling. Just because I want to know now. Oh, I think... Oh, man, I hope I'm wrong. I think Jordan Grace as well is coming down. Oh, Big Cass. Well, you said Jordan, you said Jonathan Gresham's wife. That's Jordan Grace. So, of course. Right. Yeah. Um, wait, let me see. Where is this shit? Willie Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big cast, Willie Morrissey, whatever the fuck. Uh, why did I do that? World Series Wrestling. I think he'll sign with um, AEW, man. Why? Why would he do that? Well, no, isn't he's... he out of contract now? Yeah, he's a free agent. I mean, but why would they? How could they possibly sign another ex WWE guy? Unless, unless he's going to be the new Wardlow. Why would he be the new Wardlow? Because he already lost to Wardlow. I, oh, I don't yeah, think, true. I don't think AEW can sign another ex WWE guy for probably five months. Maybe they can do another woman. <laughs> That's true. That's a good and, point. And they shouldn't. 
Well, uh, by the way, this is the international acts and local talents that you probably know of. Okay. Um, we've got Brian Cage coming down also. Matt okay. Cardona, Buddy Matthews. Well, Mike Cardona just tore his bicep, so I'm sure he's canceling. Uh, well, the, the, the event, which is also kind of like a release to DVD event, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't happen till the 8th and 11th of July. So there might be bicep is, and, and Morrissey won't be there, but he'll be under contract to WWE by then. You think he's going back? Sure. Where else is it going to go? Well, also, Emma's coming down again back to Melbourne. Uh, Flip Gordon, Emma, your favorite fucking guy. Yeah, wait, Emma is in. Emmalina, Emma? Ava Marie? Yes, Emmalina. Yes, yeah. uh, that yeah, Emma. Enjoy. enjoy. Also, Joey Janella, who fucking oh, always God. comes down. I said Flip Gordon, Johnny Melbourne. <laughs> That's amazing. Johnny Goldcoast. Uh, Johnny Goldcoast. Johnny Goldcoast. Uh, we're also getting Cardona's wife. We're getting we're getting a few fucking wives over here, man. Um, do you remember Slex? He's also Australian, but he was signed I to Ring of Honor. Yeah, he was in Ring. Yeah, he's so tall, and it looks like he should be muscular. Back in but business, he is muscular. No, 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 he's big, dude. He's ripped. Yeah, he's gotten yeah. ripped. I know he's got no, tattoos. He was always but... big, dude. No tattoos. He's he's actually quite big. Actually, he kind of got screwed, man. When he signed with Ring of Honor, the pandemic the pandemic happened. And then, you know, he had to stay home for a while. And then he couldn't get back home. Yeah, so, um, that guy wasn't ripped. Sorry. Are you kidding? Don't make me get a picture of him right now, dude. Get a picture of him right now. Current picture. Slicks. I'll show you. Slicks. Slicks. You know, back in back for business, whatever the fuck he used to say. He'd come out right, with glasses. They, they, didn't let him, they didn't let him do much talking in Ring of Honor. Yeah, because like I said, the the pandemic happened and Ring of Honor wasn't doing any shows. He 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 got the bad end of the stick, in my opinion, dude. But uh, it is. What I might be is. thinking of Sledge. Are they different people? Maybe Sledge. Yeah, Slex. I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, look, first of all, this is what he looks like generally. Wait, he's huge, dude. Like he's a tank. He's not that tall, but he's. Well, let's see a picture. Stop talking. Yeah, I am. I'm just, I'm just uploading it, brother. Hang on, because hmm. I have to save it. Then I have to upload it to Streamyard. It selects the guy that looks like like a small version oh, of Triple H. Uh, not really. I wouldn't say that. I'll show you. You're gonna see him now. Uh, give me okay. a moment while while it downloads the after upload. Is his real name Alex Zane? No, no, it's not. It, look, don't you see him now? I'm putting him up now, mm-hmm. and here he is. It's uploading, and I'm going to upload one more, just so you get my drift totally. Just give me a moment while I find the other picture wherever that went. This must be riveting to the, to the listeners and the viewers. Well, we've still got some viewers, dude. So, uh, shout out to our viewers. I mean, come Wake on. Wake up. <laughs> nah. Well, yeah, that's true too. And here we go. I found the other one. All right. This is what he looks like, Jeff. Yeah, that's definitely not the guy. <laughs> but this is how you would know him as. Okay. Yeah. He, he never made it to TV. I think I think what happened is he got hurt immediately. No, no, no. It was, it was the pandemic that, that, that served his... Uh, well, not served. That oh, is he, he the one of the ones that got stuck in Australia? He can never yes. he can travel out. Once so. he got signed, which which fucked him up, and they were playing vignettes right before like the pandemic. His vignettes were great, 
and his theme song is awesome, dude. Like, yeah, he's the one I said was the mini Triple H. Okay, well, he's he's a big boy, like I said, but he's not that tall though. But he's good. I think he's got a lot of potential, and I'm telling you now, I was really happy for him to get signed and finally seen when it comes to in the states. But unfortunately, it was just bad, right, right opportunity, bad timing. You know what I mean? I can't imagine why any international wrestler would come to the states now. Long term, there's 250 extra wrestlers on the on the free agent indie circuit than there were three years ago. And they're getting worse too, I think, Jeff. The indie fucking wrestlers right now, there's some fucking idiots out there, dude. But I listen, this is this is not a pejorative on on AEW at all. I don't think they intended this. That's the problem too. See, and that's what WB is trying to push out of their system is all that shindy shit that Triple H brought over. And I was watching a Nick Khan interview, man, he gave it to Triple H, I just want to say, without actually saying like yeah, but not, not even that. I, I just think that there's so much AEW content and that and that scratches the itch of what people wanted that was not WWE that they don't need to go to their local indies anymore. They don't need to watch the YouTube little promotions anymore. They, they, they don't need to go somewhere to see, you know, uh, you know, Johnny Gold Coast because you can see him on yeah. Dark or whatever. <laughs> Johnny Dark. He was Johnny Dark also, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I, I guess if you want to see Brian Cage, you have to go to Indy to see Brian Cage. You have to come to Australia to see Brian Cage, dude. Right. Because he's booked for that. Can you believe that? I would have gone. I would have gone to that event, but then I'm like, nah, fuck that. I can't stand Janela. I can't stand Cage, even though he impressed me in Ring of Honor the last show. Um, I can't stand half these guys. Johnny, you should actually Johnny Wonder. You should go as the uh, the official media correspondent for the Hobby Media Group and Channel Attitude. You should get media passes. Hey, that's interesting. That's a good fucking... Actually, I should fucking hit up Russo about that. Of course you so, should. Absolutely. That's a good idea. And, and I know it's a good idea. I'm a genius. That's, that's a great idea. That way I'll probably get free tickets as well. But I, it's sold out here, though. It, there was two nights here and sold out it's like not that. sold out to the media. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, actually, you know what? I might look into that. That's a good... That's a good point. We're going to call you but, Jimmy All Access. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy All Access. I have it right there. No, mm-hmm. hey, that's that's interesting. Actually, funny you bring that up. A few years ago when I went to a New Japan event here, and obviously the Bucks were here too, right? And yes. uh, Bin, Bin Hamin and the Bucks, they know each other, right? Obviously, right? And uh, they wanted me to uh, approach the Bucks <laughs> and mention like Bin and all that, but sort of give him shit. But I didn't get the chance, unfortunately. But it would Did have you been get $10 for them so you could slap them both? No, that would have been great too, man. $5 mm-hmm. slaps to the both of them because they deserve it, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Jeff, let's take it home, actually. I mean, we've we've done it now and a half. We've still got a few yeah, viewers. You, well, you, so you've got media there. passes to work on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're probably yeah, sleeping yeah. now. But I'm going to try to work on that. Maybe Russo is up. But um, speaking Bro. of Russo... Look out for channelattitude.com where it only costs five dollar hand slaps to see us in video form on Uncaged. But anyway, um, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. You can find me right here on the PWC and all of the affiliated networks, Hami Media Group, Channel Attitude, at Mark Media. You can find me and my podcast also on the PWC and Hami Media Group. Uh, 
uh, Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool. We are also on the Wrestling Soup Network, by the way. Thanks to everyone. Um, my non-wrestling podcast, Garden of Doom. This week we did Global Vampires. We went around the world and uh, and looked at vampire legends from all over the place. Me and one of my uh, more favored uh, co-hosts, uh, C the Superior. Um, nice. And uh, Garden Views is sort of a it's it's a cousin show. Um, it's more top. It's more topical. Current events, legal issues. Um, th- this week, I talked to a uh, legal journalist who's exploring some of the same things I, which is the law of space, and we were talking about the laws of satellites and liability of when if when you send up a rocket ship or whatever it blows up and <laughs> lands on your country or whatever and things like that. So there's actually law and precedent and things like that, and so. Um, anyone who's been following knows I'm a little bit obsessed with trying to figure out what the laws of space are going to be. Oh, nice. Very nice. Looking forward to it. And always, as we were about to end the show, we get more viewers <laughs> coming in right at the end. You just missed out, guys or and girls. And it's funny because it's happening all over YouTube. Just watch us on loop, Thank people. You. Just watch us on loop. Well, you can just rewind it back and watch it all over again, but I am going to put it on the network for the download and even the video version will, will be on the download too so don't, don't worry. worry people we're going to do this again for in your house tomorrow so look for your notifications right. we'll talk about in your house tomorrow tomorrow in your house you'll be listening to us your or house. maybe at work or wherever you might be but anyway i'm, I'm thinking anything? about calling out sick tomorrow <laughs> are you really i got a lot of sun this weekend uh you're not feeling too well yeah, sun makes me very sleepy. <laughs> That's a hint right there. Well, anyway, Jeff, was there anything else you needed to to say? Or oh, and I wanted to ask you before you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, what do you think overall? What would you give it out of ten? Say, the pay per view, Hell in a Cell. I was pretty pleased with it. I'd probably give it an eight. Yeah, I'd give it about seven and a half. Yeah, just it wasn't the best pain. wrestling, but it, but it was it was painless. It was like three hours even. I, I have no complaints about that. Oh, do, do, do you know any of the details of Brian Danielson's injury? I heard about him being injured, but I do not know the details. But I'm going to look into it right now before we actually go. So let's find out. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of injuries in the last couple of weeks, especially to guys yeah. in their late 30s, early 40s to mid 40s, especially those that sort of work dangerous styles well so sammy guevara and and darby allen who you think it's not going to happen to you it's absolutely going to happen to you you think so why is that what makes you say that well they all think it's not going to happen to them but look at look at punk look at uh, brian look at uh, omega look at scorpio sky look at jeff hardy look at matt hardy i mean they're all the same they're all they're all walking wounded Oh, they're fucked, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, and even Sammy Guevara, you're right. But I'm more worried about uh, Darby Allen than Sammy Guevara even because that kid has just been getting thrown around like a lawn dart and throws himself around like a lawn dart. So Sammy, um, the only difference is Sammy isn't as frail looking. That's true too. He needs to put on a few kgs, kilograms, as you say, here in Australia. I mean, sometimes when you have more muscles, you've got more things to tear. Ask Braun Strowman. Adam Sheriff, and, and and also uh, Brian Cage, <laughs> Rippy Rippy, <laughs> big, <laughs> big Rippy, <laughs> no Rippy no Rippy. Oh, oh shit, that's a good. Well, one. You, well, well, you're looking up the injury. I just well, want to I've, point I've out. I've got that, it here. But well, continue on. 
Alvarez said that the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers was the uh, was the, the match of the weekend. That that wasn't even a match. It was just it was it was just a, it was just a silly little event. As you, myself, and Chris Sam's diagnosed wonderfully on Uncaged and Carnage. Absolutely, we did. And uh, look, man, like I said, if if I watched it for the stupidity that it was, and I wasn't going to like critique it. Uh, like I said, fine. It was a fun yeah. match for what yeah. it was. But like you said, it wasn't even really a match. I'd call it a great me. match. It's silly. Right. So, And if you want to find out our opinions, obviously, go and check it out on the pwcnetwork.podbean.com Friday yeah, Night right. Carnage, our two-piece feed That's Friday. Good advice. Absolutely. Great advice. But before we do go, back to the Brian Danielson injury and as of a couple of hours ago so essentially when we started this show the update was that apparently um his injury is not as bad as first reported like Good. it says here it was previously revealed that Brian Danielson was forced to pull out of an AEW fan meeting Greek due to an undisclosed injury he reportedly suffered the injury during the anarchy in the arena match at AEW double or nothing Danielson is allowed to take other dates outside of AEW with Tony Khan's approval. TK did block a couple of indie dates apparently, but Brian still has an appearance for this weekend where it doesn't appear that he was slated to wrestle. Thankfully, the injury is not that serious and Danielson will only miss days of action. According to Brian Alvarez of Figure 4 Wrestling Online, put the time frame of his return between one to two weeks only, Jeff. Well, what is the injury? It's telling us it's not that serious. I mean, if it's Brian Danielson and it's anything to do with a neck. Well, thanks for the comment, Jamie Coquelin, who really believes that injury was real. If if, he, if that injury was real, it, it if was real, he would not take bumps no matter what. Plus, that purple bruise was pink in a lot of places after the match. No, you're okay, right. Jamie. We spoke about that a lot. We actually spoke about that a long sort of time ago now on this show. So rewind it back if you're if you're listening to it already, sort of on the on the delay. But yeah, we said that we were saying how he's, and I'm assuming he's talking about Cody, obviously. Well, he's saying um, that the injury was fake. No, and that, see, and this is what drives me nuts because, like I was saying at the start of the show, Jeff, there is a lot of people online that are saying amongst the IWC, that that injury was fake. It's not fucking fake, people. Wrestling Seriously. fans think everything's work. But, um, yeah, but that's... that's. Listen, I think part of it is because wrestling is so stale, you sort of have to try to make it more interesting than it is. Yeah, but um, come on, man. There's a clear difference between fucking what's real and what's not, yeah. Not to Mr. Cochran. Listen, what what is the injury <laughs> to Brian Danielson? This is, this, is, this is what's here now. They haven't disclosed that, actually, funny okay, enough. Well... Well, when they say it's minor, you know, I, I don't know what that means because if it's even like a stinger to his neck, that's not minor in Brian. If it's, if he, you know, sprained his pinky, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Keep, we'll keep an eye on out on that because could it be when he was getting choked out by Hager? Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen, you know, all sorts of doom and gloom that say Adam Cole is going to be inactive all summer, so is Brian. I mean, the... the I, I didn't hear that Adam Cole's out all summer. I heard his, his shoulders a little messed up. And, you yeah, know, it's nothing. I mean, 
just having tape. I mean, so you know, I don't know if it's nothing or something, but you know, every everyone's like listing like eight or nine wrestlers are going to be gone for the next three months. I, I mean, I, I don't. Well, I haven't heard anything to make that sound. When you work that fucking video game style of fucking sports entertainment, mm-hmm. you're bound to fucking you know make you know play stupid games, win stupid prizes, man. I'm just saying, and that's what's happening every year. That's true. It's just it's just been a bad week for people who have a certain age demographic where shit's catching up to them. They they never stop. They they never adjust it. You know they 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 didn't learn from basically Robert Root who you know about seven years ago stopped. You know stopped stopped doing crazy stuff and basically started working like I have a Shirik Root. <laughs> it's well yeah. Before that he was working like Triple H, just more edgier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you know, think of his TNA run. Tell me, he didn't look like a fucking mini version of Triple H. Yeah, except that he had he had sort of like trailer park hair. <laughs> that real long, stringy, oily hair. Yeah, yeah the stringy, true. oily hair. It looked like he was like Eric LaSalle's soul glow in the coming <laughs> to America. Well, he became glorious after that, Jeff. So it's all good. It's all water soul glow is glorious too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's fucking take it home, Jeff, because otherwise we're going to turn this show into a PWC Extra, which it's I true, think we should yeah. do sometime this week. So in saying that, Jeff, you already plugged your stuff. Was there anything else you needed to plug? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, at IcarusFellMD. I'm happy to have followers, and I will, I will communicate. Beautiful. Indeed, he will. And for me, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at the PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.pobbing.com and also on the YouTube at the PWC Network and on wherever you download your favorite podcast from, we're there. We're absolutely everywhere. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com, like I was saying earlier, for five bucks. You get to see us review Rampaged Uncaged every Saturdays now with me and Michael Jargo and also Mr. AMBS himself, and that's AMS with no L, Chris AMS, every week talking AEW. Also, like and subscribe at hmg.podbean.com where you get all our affiliate shows like Jeff's and other shows like me in the blow off with Michael Jago every week and also like and subscribe at the PW Hustle networks.podbean.com where you can find the skirmish over there as well as over here at the PWC Network what in saying that I'm Jimmy T that's Evil Dose Dr. Jeff Lippman and you've been listening and watching the PWC WWE Hell in the Cell review show right here on the PWC Network peace stay evil my friends
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.